three, breathe, breathe, breathe. Welcome to another episode of Stoned and Social. This is the internet's number one podcast. It's the podcast where we get stoned and then we get social. I am your host, Nat, and with me today, I've got B of Wavy Flower Company. B, it's the last episode of the season. Can you believe, Can you believe it? This? You put up with me for this long. I know. And I'm so I know. proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> the drugs help. The drugs massively help. <laughs> I'm very happy that we've had so many Stoner Lights listen this season. This has been a really fun go around. Um, we usually do something a little special every end of the season. Last season, guys, know we had a 420 party where we probably had more 420 than we were ready for. Um, oh, that was this- fun, yeah. <laughs> This season, we thought we'd do something interesting because there's a really interesting like pseudo holiday coming up of Star Trek Day, and it's it's going to be out when this episode is out. And last year was the 50, 50, uh, 50th anniversary of it, and so I thought it would be interesting to really talk about this since it just coincides with this. And we've got a fellow podcaster with us who knows about Star Trek and is a fan as well. Incoming transmission. Jonathan, welcome to the show. Hi, ladies. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes, yes. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we always try to give a little disclaimer at the beginning of this that like things may get weird, but it's okay. This is what our podcast is about. We're okay with tangents and weirdness, and we always reel it back in somehow at the end of the day. Okay, that's fine by me. So we normally like to ask what we're stoned on or what we're doing. B, what do you have today? Are you on a break still? I am medicating heavily with CBD oil that I just pulled back out that I haven't used in a while. Um, It's by Moonlight Healing. And it's really great for like keeping me nice and calm because my school started again. I'm in in my Uh fall semester of school. So... Mm-hmm. it's helping big time and i just took a big scoop of kratom to get oh, the party started I was you know we gotta really, end we're not gonna we gotta end the call <laughs> we gotta knock it up a notch i i don't jonathan if you don't know about kratom then you are definitely in a better camp stay there don't even worry about kratom it's just oh it's do you know wild... about kratom i don't think Jonathan. i've heard other podcasters talk about it yes yeah, it's fantastical. But I don't know what it is. They just oh, say Kratom, my... and I'm like, oh, uh, what's that? So Kratom, it's an herbal extract that comes from the leaves of an evergreen tree in Southeast Asia. And so it's uh, it's making its way in America. It's People are loving it. It, it helps like, um, it works like an opiate. So it kind of works like morphine, a low dosage of it. It's for pain and, and things like that. Okay, consider myself informed. 
very informative. I am. I've got some chocolate from District Cannabis. I have my pen from Three Chi. That's kind of my go-to for for the season, as you've seen. Be I've just kind of tried to stay even all through. Yeah, and I like both of them so far. I I love following them on social media, and the products that you're always bringing sound fantastic. They've hooked us up this season. It's been great, and. Now, Jonathan, I want you to tell us about your podcast and then we'll, we'll ask you about some cannabis stuff, but tell us about your podcast and what you like to do and talk about. Which uh, podcast uh, did you want to talk about first? Because I, I sent you three. Yes. Yeah. Feel free to talk about them all. I know uh, two of them are about Star Trek. So feel oh, okay. free to tell us about all of them. We're very excited. Sure. So one of them is just called Loose Rants. It's just me and my friend, and it's it's an old school podcast. We started back in 2012. Then we stayed in contact with each other because he's in the UK and I'm in Hong Kong. And we just talk about pop culture and talk about what's happening on the internet. Pop culture, you know, we just rant about all the silly things that we come across. And so that's our oldest podcast uh, that we're doing together. And then I created one in 2020 which is a fully fledged audio drama that I write, produce, and I have an editor for, and we're doing an animation uh, around it as well to try and build the idea of a what if scenario when one of the Star Trek series is actually ended way back 20 years ago. So it's not, a, it's not one for one of the new Star Treks. And then I just have a general discussion Star Trek podcast as well, which does reviews and stuff. Oh man, you stay busy. Yeah, I didn't tell you about the other two yet either. B, B. <laughs> <laughs> I've got five, but, but those two, those two aren't as uh, well. Actually, so one of them is about Hong Kong. That's the fourth one, and then one is about zero waste, and it's all about helping people try and save money. So if you oh, find that's that amazing, kind of yeah, I want to listen to that one. Yeah, they're very short episodes. episodes. They're good they're from like the zero waste money. Yeah. Yes, yeah. got to be as as formative as possible. Uh, so actually, out of all the podcasts. If you combine them together, they run the, the sort of gamut of very short, medium length, and then super long length. Hmm. That's pretty cool. And then, so that's all five podcasts. Mm, and this is yes. just a hobby of yours. Yes. Wow, that's amazing. But some I of that gets that. offloaded onto my uh, YouTube channel. So I do make a little bit of money on YouTube. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. wow. That's cool. That's awesome. That's right. awesome. Well, you know, where does your love from Star Trek stem from? Where where did it come from? Because I'm a fan too, but I'm curious to hear how you got into it, if you're writing an audio drama for it. Yeah, the love came from, I think, watching Star Trek Two or Star Trek Through with my dad in the 80s mm-hmm. and just having those childhood memories. And then with us being in the UK, they were on once a week or every day if you had, if you had uh, satellite television with hardly any adverts and it was just a nice bit of escapism which as a child i didn't really understand but just knowing that aliens might exist and people are out there trying to make friends of aliens uh seemed like it caught my interest long enough for me to mature and then go back to it and then thinking wow this is pretty deep going into a you know character arcs and the the themes of the stories and whatnot Mm -hmm. I watched it growing. I mean, I guess I didn't watch it grow. My parents watched it growing up. And so I would see it on. They were always watching 
the next generation and i just thought oh that's so boring that looks boring they're always talking whenever <laughs> i walk through and so i never thought it was an interesting show even though as b learned recently in our our um, ufo episode i love space i love the cosmos and i've been super obsessed with it since i was a kid so i should have liked this show but as a kid i didn't and when i got older i was like ah i get it like it it is a very good show it's very smart and it's held the test yeah you were always talking about how you like to go and you like to go stare at the sky and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, I find that incredibly boring, but you think it's incredibly <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Like, you I can just, just yeah, watch the sky on an app now, B. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to go outside anymore. You just project it on your, on your ceiling. Um, that's what we do sometimes. <laughs> are your friends also fans of the show, or do are they like Jonathan Stop talking about Star Trek? Are they, are they in on Star Trek as well? Uh, when I was a kid, uh, a lot of kids would call me a nerd, but kind of watch it as well, or call me a mm -hmm. geek, and just kind of watch it. And then now that I'm in, Hong and then I lost interest in it after Enterprise finished. That was the last TV series. And then here in Hong Kong, when they released Star Trek Picard, I mm -hmm. gave it a shot, and I was very upset by it. And that's what motivated mm -hmm. me to start the the, uh, the fan fiction. But in the process, I got my partner into star trek and she binge watched i told her just to watch a selection of episodes but she didn't she just ignored my advice and just watched tng ds9 and voyager throughout just just, just binge watched all without me because i thought she was wow. just going to watch the few episodes with me mm -hmm. which she did but then behind my back she watched <laughs> the rest of them everything else but now together we're watching tos for the first time okay that's crazy because I, again, I, again, came into it late, was like, okay, I'm a, I'm a geek in disguise and love space. Let me try and give it a chance. And my partner loves Star Trek. And for the last 10 years or more, we've been watching Star Trek, but we watch every episode together. He was a fan first. And so I have watched all of the Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. I literally just finished Voyager last nice. week and so i just started enterprise okay how many okay. different ones are there in uh, in the old series there's five in the old era oh. sorry classic trek era there's five series not including the animated series series mm -hmm, mm -hmm. oh, okay. and then there's like streaming ones now and so um yeah that's considered yeah, we'll new track and it's different yeah, yeah it's, different. <laughs> it's not it's not my early mic up of tea could I, as a non-Trekkie, just kind of jump in anywhere in the middle and just start watching it? Or do I need to start at a specific place first? You can. You could probably do that with TNG because it was syndicated and the episodes are not necessarily... Uh, you don't need to watch them in order. Mm -hmm. But with DS9, there is more serialization. In fact, it was one of the yeah. earliest serialized TV shows going. That, uh, mm -hmm. that and alongside Babylon 5, if you've ever heard of that. And then with Voyager and Enterprise, you can just dip in and out if you wanted to. But I think if you are going to give it a fair shot, you should start with, you should go either chronological order or jump online and find an edited watch list, which basically yes. gets to the point of the main themes and story ideas and gets you to the, the, the essence of what who the characters are that you're going to take an interest right. in. And then if you finish yeah. that, then, then dip in in the other ones that aren't you know part of the main story. All but right. saying, that, that. saying that, I can get super specific with you now and recommend to you be an episode from TNG where I've tested it, tested this on 
at least two or three ladies who have no interest in Star Trek. And I would say my success rate is 100%. So if that's not, if that's not proof <laughs> enough for you. If I watch I, this I one episode, I'll get hooked. Yes. It's called, right. Data's, it's, it's called Data's Day. It's from the season oh. four of TNG, episode 11. And it's about, and I'll put this in, in very uh, easy, easy terms. A robot is trying to understand how to have a relationship with a woman. And it's sort of very, very touching, but it's also very comedic because he doesn't understand human behavior. And he's coming at it without any sort of uh, emotional context because he's incapable of emotions. So he's mm-hmm. LARPing, as, as the kids would say today. But it's that it's those it's those intricacies of dealing with human behavior that sort of make you think, oh, this is kind of funny. I I, I kind of like this. So hopefully it's enough to get you involved, and then you watch more. Yeah, episodes. I'm gonna take you up on this challenge for sure. It's only 45 minutes. I was gonna say any episode with the Klingon sisters, I would recommend just so that you can see how ridiculous they are i love i love the klingon sisters who are just like crazy in it um okay I, okay and uh, yeah yeah I'm about, <laughs> I'm about fighting i'm i'm there for the fight so as much as i love all the gadgets because i do think you need to have a love for like gadgets if you're gonna watch star trek just a little bit because there's there's communicators there's video conference there's diagnostic scanners they talk to the computers um and so you do have to love these things but i'm there for the good old fights so anytime they're battling or we're getting like a a combat fight even though starfleet combat is kind of stiff i'm still excited that's what i'm there for i like the fights that's interesting. I th- uh, okay, I didn't expect that, not to sound sexist, I didn't expect that response from a woman who's interested in the ship battles. Um, but, but what would be interesting is if you watch this with B, you might think, hang on, they've got iPads and they've got voice-activated mm-hmm. computer systems because you'll see it from a modern context. You won't have seen it. Because I'm going to assume, ladies, that you're either the same age as me because I'm just touching 40. And so yep. we, we grew up, you, you and me, Natalie, I mean, we grew up maybe watching that and thinking, oh, wow, I'd wish I'd like to have that technology, whereas B will say, oh, I've got that technology. So maybe this show is not actually that good. We've, I've already got it. You know, I've got the T-shirt and everything kind of yeah. vibe. I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch it if I could wipe my mind and start again. <laughs> yeah, because you don't, you don't know. You're just, this is things that you haven't seen before that you have no real world relation to. So I'm still upset by the flying cars. We were promised flying cars every cartoon i watched told me we were gonna have them (laughs) so like i mean i'm this is why i am an almost 40 year old woman who does get on a scooter any chance i get i'm like oh i'll just scoot there my friends are like you're too old to be scooting and i'm like no no i'm not like until you give me my flying car that's right i'm gonna scoot i'm gonna scoot um, <laughs> can i ask can, can i ask though what why do you need a flying car if you're if you're getting high anyway i mean because i just got confused you know come on <laughs> There was a very dramatic oh, pause there. I, I thought my joke didn't land. I hope all the dads <laughs> listening to this just enjoy that. Put it in your back pocket, guys. So oh. tell me about what what your experience is since we're talking about getting high. What's your experience with cannabis, Jonathan? Are you a supporter, a user? What do you got going on with cannabis? So 
I uh, in the UK it's not legal, and mm -hmm. I think I've smelt it via secondhand means, just passing people in the street. But mm -hmm. I grew up. I say grew up, but I was listening to Joe Rogan. Uh, I think from like 2010 onwards, and he was always talking about the weed and the DMT and the CBD. Mm -hmm. And I thought, oh, I'd really like to try that. Or even ayahuasca, just the concept of going into an alternate state of mind. I've been fascinated mm -hmm. by that. And then I came to Hong Kong, which is super not liberal in with anything oh, yeah. here. Yeah. And they're even trying to ban, they want to ban now CBD oil without the THC oh. because they think you can get high off it. And people, and there's a little wow. cottage industry here. And I've tried CBD oils to help me sleep. And I've got, I've actually got four here, but which ironically, they're Hong Kong companies that produce them in America and then they import them back to Hong Kong. And shall I name drop? Is that a thing you do? Maybe you know them or not? I don't know. Do you I do can, that? You can name drop. Feel free. You can. Go for okay, it. Okay. One's called Relax. One's called okay. Vibes Organic. One's called mm -hmm. uh, Grius. It's Greek lettering. And one's called cbd oil tincture uh, sorry former cbd I, I tried all four for a youtube video i'm making about trying to get me to help help get to sleep so that's about as close oh, as yeah. i've got to getting anywhere to well into your state of mind that probably you practice mm -hmm. quite regularly but because of the political situation here my oh, yes. my girlfriend or my partner she wants to if she could she would go to thailand to live mm -hmm. there and they've just recently legalized uh, yeah. marijuana so they're yeah. trying to get the tourists, but I have friends there. So if we need to leave Hong Kong, then that's probably where we'd go. And then I can be begin my journey in uh, recreational. Uh, I, I don't even know the nomenclature. See, I'm such a, I'm such a greenback, whatever you call it, a greenie. <laughs> and it's so inexperienced. Yeah, it's like what we're do you call it? Wet behind the ears. Greenback is money in America. Oh, okay. There we go. Money. I was going to say virgin, but. I should have gone with Virgin. <laughs> uh, B, do, I think you should tell tell Jonathan what you do. Like he's you're in a whole different world than Jonathan's in. Yeah, yeah. So what I do is we create new strains, and we um, base it off of different medicinal values that you need, and then we sell those seeds or clones to commercial growers and home growers so that they can grow their own medicine. Okay. Yeah, so, so this is like the opposite. Uh, We're like polar opposites partner. here, yin and yang. I don't know anything yeah, about yeah. CBD, and you don't know anything about Star Trek. <laughs> <laughs> but Perfect. And it's completely legal here in, in Oklahoma. It's yeah. it's strange hearing that it would be illegal in Hong Kong. I feel like that's such a like like a, a huge like like an innovative like an innovative place to go like i would think um, they'd be way beyond in like they selling have a zero tolerance policy products that's crazy yeah. yeah but the ones without the thc they still think is dangerous or should be restricted in some way even vaping is banned here they restricted vaping because because it interferes with the cigarette companies, and maybe they're looking for a political an easy political win, and maybe the public will support them on this because most people aren't educated. So even people who are it, know about CBD, because I went to a CBD fair here, and I would because I'm a journalist anyway, I would ask the 
the the creators of you know whatever product i said so what what do people think and they say they say how can you sell it here isn't it illegal that's the general knowledge of most people in hong kong so they've got to they've got to overcome that stumbling block never mind then try and convince the government of not banning cbd or thc free cbd products it's really hard i mean even even when they were legalizing marijuana in the us there were still posters on the wall here saying that uh, marijuana will give you dementia. Like sometimes some of the advice here is like 15 to 20 years behind the arguments, the, the arguments I remember people having about say gay marriage in the UK 20 years ago, like they're using that as excuses here because you're not allowed to get married if you're gay. There's the same arguments and it's like stepping back in time. And I don't understand how people can operate like that when in other parts of the world, there are, case studies or there are there are examples to show how society didn't fall apart you know it's weird but on the flip side just to, just to go on a divergence uh, it's, okay so, so to flip side this whole conversation that you're having in america about masks asia just masks up see in the part of the u.s where i live they don't believe in masks and stuff so it's like a different world out here we're growing weed we're not wearing masks we're living <laughs> life to the fullest it's the wild west out there <laughs> yeah but here it's part of the culture to wear a mask if you're sick then it's your sort of civic duty to to wear a mask me and i live in i live in the city and b lives in i guess what would be considered more of the like country area of the country and so her experiences are very different than like where i'm at by the city i live just outside the nation's capital very rural very country so. Um, it's interesting right. that we have such different things happening, even though we're in the same country. Yeah, yeah. I, I, if I know it, if I correct me if I'm wrong, they're called flyover states. Is that where you're living? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I know, and I know, people don't like them being called flyover states. And I wasn't doing that to antagonize, yeah, but yep. that, that's how I know how to talk about. Oh, antagonize away! I don't care. I'm, I'm not from here. Call it whatever <laughs> you want. I don't care. <laughs> the, the conversation you have about masks is kind of sad but funny because i i believe masks do work and i live in a country where they do work and people are getting affected in, in different yes. ways and to have a, to see americans argue over the over them is just in, mm -hmm. in, in some ways frightening to see and they want to mm. they want to go for someone who agrees with them and yet there are actual nations that are just using them day in day out it, it, yeah it's just it's just strange to buy stuff what are freedoms in america yeah um, yeah so no i totally agree with you <laughs> uh, they they have they have moral quandaries you were talking about a flyover state jonathan and memphis tennessee is a little bit of a flyover state do you know about this city uh in memphis that celebrates star trek day they started doing it in 2015 and they're just like crazy about star trek in Memphis, it's Tennessee? The it's the whole town. They just have a day that they've labeled as Star Trek Day there. And they do it oh. for this city. Um, so they consider it like ground zero for alternative visions in Memphis. And there's costumes. There's Trek-themed food and drinks. Um, you can get like Romulan ale and Klingon blood wine. Um, last, uh, I think last year they had like a former NASA astronomer who was there. Um, so yeah, they, it's, it's a big deal. It's kind of crazy there, Star Trek Day. Okay, I wonder why them specifically then, unless there's a Star Trek character that comes from Tennessee. 
I thought that too. Yeah, Kirk um, is. I don't. I don't know. That's what I was. Well, the wondering. famous one is Kirk is Montana. Janeway mm-hmm. is from Bloomington, Indiana. Those are the two famous ones. So, yeah, I'd have to. I'd have to do a deep dive on the internet to find out why. Yes, it's Shelby County. I have no idea why. Um, <laughs> I have no idea why, but I thought it was very cool that they do a Star Trek thing. So, what's your favorite series out of Star Trek? What's what's the series that you would recommend or that you go back to often? It's actually not the one that I'm writing the fan fiction for. So it will be DS9 being my favorite. DS9 is your favorite. Great characters, great visuals, the stories. Uh, I like the serialization and the fact you can see the characters actually grow more so than in the, in this sort of... In, I, mean, I don't mean this as a slight against TNG because I really like TNG, but the, the character growth is sometimes a bit of hits a bit of a reset or it's spotty and that's just the fault of it being in syndication just the way it was created whereas because ds9 is on a space station you know that they're stationary so they can't they can't get away with what tng did or even voyager did and the dominion war of course i'm I'm still into space battles as well just like you so the dominion war is fascinating the whole political aspect to star trek is always something that I'm uh, intrigued by, and that's what I'm actually trying to cover as well in my audio drama, the politics. The idea of think of Major Kira. She's a female. She's probably one of the greatest. I don't want to. I don't want to break it down on gender lines, but she is one of the greatest characters in Star Trek. And you've got this hard as nails woman who used to be a terrorist, but now has to work for the government, and you don't kind of see those characters so much in everyday television maybe homeland the homeland series i watched a few episodes mm. of that but they they got into terrorism and stuff but the duality of having overthrown a government and then you're allowed to work for the government that comes in and then all the other stuff that she has to deal with on, on an individual uh, on a personal level i just find that really interesting and that's just representative of of the of the great character work how they're written on ds9 I did like that about it, that you mentioned that it stays there. Uh, Be a lot of the Star Trek series, what makes them, you know, space exploration is that they are out in space and they're always going into the unknown. But the series that Jonathan's talking about, they're just stationary. So a lot of things, you know, have to come to the station to happen. And uh, that did bring a different feel to the show. Yeah, because I would think that that would be a big part of why I'd want to watch it. Like when I got into like the Mandalorian, it was because he was going around all these different worlds. And you're getting yeah, that's all true. these different populations and cultures, I suppose, out in space. So this is an interesting take that it would be just mm-hmm. stuck in one place and then all the drama comes to them instead. Oh, is that what it is? All the drama comes to them? They sort of explore the the human relationships or the or just the, the, the relationships that people have. So it, it sort of turns inward on on what people think about the world. How how and they try to deconstruct it. Yeah, and they deconstruct in parts what Trek is with that show. They question it. They question its values. What would it be like? Because Starfleet is a is sort of like the UN. Not the UN, sorry. It's like a fire service. And they're out there trying to look after everybody. But if you attack them, then obviously they'll defend themselves. But to what extent will they defend themselves whereby they hold on to, their, to, the, to the integrity of the things that they've sworn an oath to? With, with regards to helping and, and staying out there as a as a force for good. 
but that's probably a bit too much to dig in, jump into if you're a new viewer. You've got to start with TNG. Yes, do start with TNG. I wanted to go back, so I've only seen the first season of the original series, and then I was like, okay, I've I've had enough. I kind of get what you're trying to do, and so <laughs> I I skipped that. Uh, I watched the first season. I was like, okay, and then I got to uh, Next Generation, and that is my favorite series. I know that sounds very typical, uh, but I just I don't know. I fell in love with it, and that series has made me endure some of the other series and captains that I haven't super liked as much as Picard. Yeah. I mean, you'll notice that neither of us are suggesting to be that they sh she should start with new track. We're not saying that we're, we're specifically saying check out, check out the 30 year old incarnation of this 60 year old franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen any Star Trek at all B? No, I mean, my, my uh, <laughs> knowledge of Star Trek is that when I was young, I had this uncle named Uncle Bugs. He's not related to me. And he had a bunch of these Star Trek dolls and they were in boxes. And that's like my knowledge. I would see them and be like, oh yeah, this is different. These aren't Barbies. So um, I wonder if he's worth still a shot, if it's them, worth if something. worth any money and if I should ask him to will that yeah, to me. Put a clause in there, split it. If it's worth anything, Uncle Bugs. B gets like a finder's fee. <laughs> like that's it. That's how it goes. <laughs> so that's your favorite series. That's my oh, and then and then the other, you know, the other knowledge I have about it is the was from a true crime show I was watching about the first person of color female um character. Because I watched that the her ma her business manager was trying to force her to go to these uh, Star Trek cosplay things to sign paperwork, but she was too old and had dementia. Her son was getting really mad about it, and then she recently just passed away. So that's my other bit of knowledge I have. Yeah, you're talking about the lady who played Lieutenant Uhura, uh, Nichelle Nicholas. Yes, that's her name. And I did watch one of the movies, and I remember being, like, awkwardly attracted to the Spock character. <laughs> but it's Why one of the women new say movies. This? It's not, oh, dude, is this oh, something okay. common? So, yeah. but girls, that's the, bad, that's the bad boy vibe. Don't go for that. Um, yeah, I've heard this before. All my friends are like, yeah, Spock. Um, so, Sophie, <laughs> you, you've seen enough. <laughs> you've seen enough does this mean that cisco is your favorite captain jonathan uh i try not to rate the captains it, it, it's not fair <laughs> yeah really it's not well yeah well it's like the crew and like some of it but we still if you had to if you had to rate them if who would be uh, i can't I, they're all good for different reasons I mean, I'm biased towards Picard and Cisco because they're bold and I'm bold. I mean, so they get the edge in in that in those circumstances. But yeah, <laughs> right. So, did you? Uh, you said you finished Voyager, and did you get a chance to listen to the audio drama? I did. I didn't. I had known about it, and I didn't want to. Like, I'm pretty sure I finished it like the day you told me about 
your podcast so i didn't want to like i was like i don't know if this is going to spoil anything towards the end that i don't know yet because i hadn't seen the two-part episode at that point but now i have um and so yeah i'm i'm very curious to see what happens because i have so many questions like so many questions okay so you so you finished voyager you watched endgame and then you jumped into my episode i yes i've listened to some of it i like i said i didn't want to spoil it because i got it the okay. same day um but now i can finish it i was worried that i might spoil sure. something yeah, I was just wondering what you thought. I to the no, bit I thought it was to. good so far. I'm that's why I said I'm very excited to see what you do because I feel like you're going to answer some questions that I was yelling at the TV during those last couple of episodes. I'm very vocal when I watch television, and i i had I had lots of opinions about the ending of Voyager. Okay, that's one of the reasons why I, why I made it. But what what provoked you about Endgame? Um, I mean, there's a few different things. I don't want to get too deep because I know that um, B is not as much of a fan as sure. as we are. Um, for me, I think the thing was I wish that they had written Janeway as the kind of future captain that she was. I would have loved that if she had been that badass all series um, and not like the reckless badass that she had been up until that point. So, um. You know, we got some board queen as well, which I always like. She's just a total bitch, which I love. So, um, anytime we get board queen, I'm I like it. Right, right, yeah. There was something wrong with the the Janeway, the way Janeway was written, and she was written with sort of a split personality. Some things she would uphold, and other things mm -hmm. she wouldn't. Mm -hmm. It just seemed to be random. So, but there's but there was production problems with Voyager um, and consistency issues. That makes so sense. do you yeah. can I ask a question about the podcast that he does? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, I want to know if so you do like a, a drama based on like what happened in the episode and then you talk about what should have happened instead? Uh, no, it's a fully fledged okay. story that continues on from the ending of Voyager. And without spoiling it, a lot of people find the ending Got unsatisfying. It. And so I'm trying to make it satisfying. And there are there are there is a line of there is a line of books that try to tie things up as well, but the the writer who did the first two books mm -hmm. didn't do a very good job in in other people's mm -hmm. opinions and my own, and so that wasn't satisfying either. And then another another female writer took over from the series of the books, and a lot of people don't like her the way she's written her, the characters as a continuation either. So I'm trying to nip. To, to, trying to kill two birds with one stone here, trying to satisfy my own desires from what I wanted from the show, because I would have. Because when I was younger, and you got to think back twenty years, we didn't have, we had TV listings and TV schedules. It wasn't like Netflix. So when the episode ended, I looked on the TV guide and I thought, well, there's got to be one more episode. We've got to yeah. find out these certain things, and they didn't. They were just dropped. But there's a wealth of information that is that is open, which what which is what my story will do so it will continue it so it's not for someone like it's not for someone it's not for the bees of the world not yet mm -hmm. they've got to they've got to drudge through all 700 episodes yes. first of all the other series okay and then and then you can finally get into my episode so <laughs> the upkeep is high on this so it's for fans who have already seen voyager yeah it does i don't i don't hold anybody's hand i don't explain anything but there are some like dvd or i know episode commentaries that i do just to help people along but that but you can't listen to those until you obviously listen to the story. Yeah, my my biggest complaint is, you know, after spending seven years with these characters, 
they don't get a lot of screen time at the end and um i don't know there wasn't it i know that every show doesn't need to have a cute little bow and everything doesn't need to be wrapped up there was so much that wasn't wrapped up i really did think that they were setting it up for a three-part episode um and so i was like oh that's it that's okay well that's that's very not what i was expecting <laughs> um it's a bit a bit of an anticlimactic ending for me i thought right so i i am i am looking forward to some of the action yeah i can agree and i i think i heard you on another podcast talking about some of the things that you're writing but that you don't want to get too caught up in like the battles right you want to work on the character development uh yeah it wants to i want it to be all character driven something which voyager uh didn't really have a lot of in in in, in a consistent way like ds9 so for for b's sake if you watch d space 9 the last 10 episodes mm -hmm, mm -hmm. are wrapping up all the storylines as, as much as possible before it ends whereas voyager just had a 90 minute episode that was it that was yep. it done and it's and that's why it's unsatisfying yep. yeah yeah and because DS9 is my favorite series, this show or my show is sort of serialized. And so you've got to watch every episode or you've got to, you've got to listen to every episode. But it's but I actually because DS9 is my favorite series, the Voyager crew is their predicament, unsatisfying predic predicament is is being is being used so I can get oh, back to DS9. Okay. And that's not that's not an insult to the Voyager to the Voyager story. I really like those characters, but I'm going to use them to get back into that world, that post-Dominion yeah. War world. That'll be cool. And explore what it's like to recuperate from a war. Now, when you're writing these, do these also take into account the movies? What, there's like 13 movies now? Um, do you have to write around the movies or are you not even worried about things that happen in the movie yet? The So the story is going to abide by the canon of everything from classic Trek it doesn't i don't care about new trek so all of that is irrelevant to me just as much as the books are irrelevant to new trek because there's there are there are actually some good novels but the the new star trek series won't pick up on them so they all just cancel each other out which is what i'm going to do if i may Yay, be so bold this is what happens when you <laughs> want to be a creator you get to write it the way that you want the way that you think it should be and so i know there's tons of people who are just angry with the ending to this i went on reddit and i was like oh i'm glad i'm not the only one who's pissed off about this so it'll be nice to hear what kind of injustices you rectify through writing so normally jonathan we we play a little bit of a game here uh, we play a couple of games because we're stoners and we like to keep ourselves entertained but before we get to asking you about one of your favorite munchies i have some star trek questions i have pondered while stone that i thought you might also have pondered and have some information about and b you might be able to jump in here okay um, my first, like, WTF Star Trek question was, like, what do they do on the bridge most of the time? Because every episode, things usually happen right away. It's, like, captain, enemy ship, off the starboard bow, doom, and then that's it. It's gone. Like, it's, like, it can take days or weeks to get from place to place. So, like, what do they do for these eight-hour shifts at the bridge? That That is, that is very good. I think... Actually, one of my one of the things I like about Star Trek is getting into the procedure and operational aspects of how these ships work. Because some science fiction is almost like like Star mm -hmm. Wars is just pure fantasy, where they don't explain anything. 
you're just in that setting. And Star Wars can be set 5,000 years in the past in human history. Mm-hmm. You can just swap things out on a, on a fantasy level. But with Star Trek, it's supposed to be built on real world, our real world understanding of, mm-hmm. of the universe and the mechanisms which drives us, right? And so there are some episodes where Captain Picard isn't on the bridge. He's doing something else and he doesn't need to be on the bridge all the time. He doesn't live there, but the TV show, if you just watch it, it just looks like he's always on the bridge. And they have a, yeah. they have a night shift. And so Commander Data does the night shift. He's in charge. But isn't it a coincidence that almost every episode happens during the day <laughs> shift? The action is. So, like, I just want to know, like, can you bring the like, so I, I think actually game to the deck like i just feel like the bridge sounds boring like that's the thing it's it's the best people like but they have the most boring i don't want to sit and watch the stars for 96 hours like that's true i'm i mean i'm sure data doesn't mind the ensigns don't don't get a lot of uh time up on the bridge and Riker is probably always in 10 forward when you know when Kl- when klingons are not on, not off the starboard bow he's always looking for his next uh date night isn't he true true i like that i like that every series has like the ladies man like every series so i'm i'm getting into uh enterprise now and i've already i think i figured out that trip is going to be our ladies man. we'll see um, okay sure. uh, heads up i because i'm not american i dislike the trip character and i think there's too much trip in enterprise but oh oh okay is it because he's, he's a floridian oh oh Oh, there's a lot to hate about Trip. There's a lot. Sorry, Bee. He's former Floridian. Um, but she knows. You know, Bee. Like, no, it's just he's he's going to be badly. Okay. Um, I can tell this already. But So, okay, my next WTF question that I thought of while Stone was, how many phaser accidents are there every year? Because besides the possibility of shooting yourself in the leg with one of these as you draw it out, I know that the settings are just like, they're. I know it's just a flick of the controls. Like, oops, stun, kill, vaporize, oops, sorry. Um, like, we don't hear enough about phaser accidents. That's true, and I'm... I'm a little bit of a nitpicker, and somebody and and I, I like to listen to other nitpickers. And somebody pointed out that it's a very easy way. There is a very easy way on one of the phases in TNG where you can go from stun to level sixteen kill with the flick of with the flick of your finger, like as though you're scrolling. And there's no safety yeah. mechanism to so, sort of prevent that from happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't hear about it, but maybe, but maybe Starfleet officers are so well trained, so well versed in safety procedures that it never happens Uh, because it is the Enterprise D after all. Who knows what they're doing on, on some backwater Miranda class starship that has to (laughs) schlep, you know, nobody's across the galaxy. But when you're on the flagship, everyone's the best on there, so there's no accidents on the Enterprise, at least as far as I think. I think that's the reality TV show of Star Trek right there is we need to get on a ship that doesn't it maybe it's not you know a first star class like ship maybe it is a little ragtag and then see what wild things happen there is that Firefly is that just Firefly is that what I've just described yes I kind think? of watch Firefly but don't get invested spoiler alert um <laughs> don't fall in love my my next question was what about the smell because we've got vaporized settings on phasers um and i just i've seen like a brief glow sometimes people vanish into thin air we've got 
you know, their jewelry, their shoes, everything. There's not anyone standing on the floor. It just gets vaporized. What about the smell on the ship that just Is that, can I, can I, I've never, because I've never gone, because I've never taken any, anything that well, you've been taking. Are these, do you really have these thoughts about smells? And, it's a, is this a real it's a question? Great question? Because I find it fascinating. Yeah, it really gets into like the the sort of what's the word uh, the the in photography you call it punk, punctum, but Robert Meyer Burnett calls it the sim the similitude versus similitude versus similitude. I can't say the word, but you know what I'm trying to say, like the reality of it. And so, yeah, you can imagine that when they shoot them yeah. and they're wearing their lycra bodysuit, that that's got a singe at least. Some of it's got a singe. I can believe that, but yeah. but at the same time, yeah. maybe the maybe which you'll find out in Enterprise, Vulcans have to wear nasal uh, purifiers where it blocks the smell of things, and so no one says that the humans never wore it. But because because oh, Vulcans no. consider humans really smelly, and they've got to wear these nasal blockers to mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to block out the smell of the the human crew. So maybe everyone has them on some degree. I don't know, just as a precautionary measure. I mean, I'm. I'm no expert on such things, but I just, I think there would be quite a stench from hundred plus pounds of like meat being incinerated beyond ash and no one mentions this. And yes, Jonathan, this is what happens when you get stoned. I don't know. B, I don't know if this happens to you, but when I'm stoned, oh my God, watching acting, watching some television show is the worst for me because I just like, I'll be like, nope, it's fake. Like it just, they cannot act. And I see through everything. I'm like, look at that. She scratched an itch. Nope. That was supposed to be taken out. Like you get super hyper aware and so i was thinking i saw someone get zapped and i was like well that would stink and i was like wait a minute well uh, when i watch when i rewatch star trek i'll pay that i'll pay some consideration towards these thoughts that you're having and remember oh yeah natalie mentioned the smell yeah what would that be like yep yep i also i also wanted to know are there crazy art installations in the future because i just I don't know. There's a Bulgarian-born artist named Christo who did projects like covering a section of the Australian coast with million square feet of fabric. Um, he's wrapped entire monuments and buildings in fabric. So just like, what are the incredible things that could be done if you put a ring of fabric? Yeah, are they making like, are they making <laughs> space music? What are they what doing? Are, what, are, what are artists doing? yeah like are we getting cosmic tunes we have that as a like spotify playlist like music from the delta quadrant like do we have that happening art art (laughs) comes in various forms and science is an art and if you've just watched voyager and you know that through neelix's hands uh, cooking is an art but when it comes to (laughs) but but still he's still i mean i mean steady now i mean everyone said hitler was bad with his art and look what happened right we got to be, yeah. But, street artist. Mm-hmm. I, but I think in terms of art, I think you're talking about like the pictorial, just hang it up on the wall kind of thing. But there is music, but it is very, what's the word, rustic in terms of that. That universe is kind of rustic in terms of how yeah. art is depicted. Especially, I was going to say, especially if you watch it in the 1990s, then you just think it's well refined. Especially on the Enterprise, it's well refined, and everyone's everyone's happy with classical music. But now it's 2020 and we've got apps that create so much, so much easy. We've got so much access to creating it and absorbing art, musical art, visual art, that it kind of seems now improbable that the Enterprise or DS9 would just be so plain compared. Yeah, I would be a 
Even Quarks is plain. Quarks is very plain. I don't see a lot of art. That's what was that's what was sticking out to me. But I would be like the Banksy of the times. I would turn <laughs> all the replicators to like marshmallows, maximum speed, and just see like <laughs> what would happen. I would just charge <laughs> people admission to watch from like orbiting stations and luxury lounges and. Um, I just, I, I wanted to see, I just was curious, like, why don't we see more art? The other thing is, how do they keep anything top secret? How? There's a very human looking telepathic race called the Betazoids who number over a billion and their abilities vary from half Betazoid counselor, Deanna Troy, who can just sense emotions. And then there's her mom who can effortlessly read minds. There's a lot of other telepathic races that have been encountered. How is anything top secret in space? Like passwords, like Facebook account, logins, like they're gone. They're gone. Well, uh, there's a few things where I could, I've got some headcanon to explain that. One, I think Luxwana Troy or, or empaths, sorry, full, tele full telepaths can only read the front the front most thoughts they can't dig into your mind mm. so that's that's one way around mm. the the telepathy thing okay. and then with the, okay. the the digital there there maybe there's specific wi-fi protocols that geo are geofencing off like the pads and whatnot from different parts of the ship so they deactivate as soon as they leave the ship or they go to engineering and, the, and that pad is not supposed to be in engineering maybe that's mm -hmm. that's what i've got for headcanon but then remember the episode it, it, it's called brothers it's season five where Data takes over the ship, but he has to emulate oh, yes. Captain Picard's voice, and it has to be mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. site specific. And then he throws in a stupid, stupidly long, ridiculous um, <laughs> number password. Mm -hmm. So, I, I, th I think yeah. there's many ways to defeat it, and then also protect ourselves in, in their digital age. I mean, yeah, that makes sense. I do remember that. And I know, but the thing is, they say their number's so loud. They're always like, it's Picard, 55356. Five, I'm like, oh, well, I'll just remember that. And I'll work on my Picard voice for this door later. I always <laughs> thought it would be like more secret, like just read my bio and, and let me in. Um, the last question I thought of when I was like couch locked watching this was, why don't they have seatbelts? They, they're like the whole crew. They'll pick themselves up when they get thrown. Sometimes they struggle heroically to climb back to their controls so they can just <laughs> fire more weapons. They get bashed and injured. Cars have seatbelts. Airplanes have seatbelts. These are primitive. Why doesn't a starship have seatbelts? <laughs> it just doesn't make for good television, does it? If no one's flying around. <laughs> Ricocheting off the exploding uh, comp panels. But saying that, if you watch the if you watch the deleted scene from Star Trek Nemesis, Captain Picard's new chair does have uh, retractable seatbelts. But you have to watch I the DVD feature uh, bonus oh. feature. <laughs> That's an Easter egg. I'm not digging for. Um, okay, yeah, I was curious about that. I was like, maybe I'm not thinking about space enough. I'm bad with math. Does like the gravity keep you in your seat? Oh no, they're constantly falling out of them. So yeah, no one so has seatbelts. Curious. I was just curious. Now, before we wrap up, Jonathan, we do like to ask our guest what their favorite munchie is. Uh, what's a go-to snack for you that you like to have, or that might be new that you're on? Okay. Now, obviously, I don't have the benefit of being high at the same time, mm -hmm. but um, I think I'm going to give you a very plain and boring answer. It's either going to be okay. pizza and or chocolate. 
Ooh. Okay, fine. well, the pizza is fine, but what topping? That's really where we're going to decide if we're friends or not. Oh, what topping? Well, I, I, I go even further than that. I there's a there's a place in Hong Kong in Hong Kong called Dobros, and they make a sourdough pizza. So that's super Ooh, accessible to sourdough. And then okay. I just fill it with cheese, then some cheese, and then on top of the cheese okay. I put some cheese, and then <laughs> mushrooms, onions. Okay cheese i don't like meat on my pizza and uh, okay an argument can be made for pineapple that's yeah definitely definitely uh not italian i really like my pineapple on on my pizza and uh, chocolate has to be really dark chocolate that's what i like munching on because it's guilt-free this is a stoner i love dark chocolate (laughs) i could i could cosplay as a stoner do you think i've got the street (laughs) cred Absolutely. Yes. We're gonna give we give you a tie dye shirt, set you up, get you an Etsy shop. Like you're ready to go. You should see the shirt I'm wearing now. If only you had video on, you could. This I put it on especially, but I'll have to send you a picture. Send maybe. it to us. We'll post it. Yeah, we'll, we'll post it. <laughs> will like like to see that. Jonathan, where can our Sternalites find you and your uh, Star Trek audio drama and your other podcast, hardest working podcast man I've met recently. Where can they bug you? Because they might do that. Certain lights have a tendency to do that. Guys, don't bug Jonathan. Just follow. Just follow. Before <laughs> before I open the floodgates to being bugged, can I mention a drink that I go, that is my go-to as well? Is that included in the yeah. munchies? Go for uh, it. Hong Kong, even though they're a bit backward in some of the things that we mentioned, they are really forward-looking with kombucha. And we get basically all the American kombucha, the, like GTS, um okay anchor i think it's called anchor and then we get there's a huge cottage industry of brewers in hong kong and so there's the hong kong uh uh, native kombucha as well so i'm always drinking uh that fizzy tea but to your question about where to be bugged you can find me on twitter at jonathan jk you can find the star trek podcast uh you just type in star trek voyager season eight it's it's as easy as that on any podcast player you can do that or just go to my website jonathanjk.com yeah, and we will put the links to all of that because we know you Sternalites are like us and you'll forget but it'll be there for you to click and go visit but B where can the Stonerlights find you and Wavy on the web you can find us on Instagram at wavy.flower.company on Facebook at wavy flower company and also on our website www.wavyflowercompany.com Thanks a lot. And stoners, you know, you can find us on the web. We are at Instagram at Stoned and Social. We still have the new digital space at www.stonedandsocial.com. We're going to be wrapping up this season. Make sure to follow our social so you can find out who's going to win our contest of some of these seeds and an amazing tarot reading from a friend of ours named Token Tarot. Otherwise, we will be back Woo-hoo. in a couple of weeks. We'll see you same place not same time next week we'll be back in a few weeks we'll keep you posted bye guys have a good holiday and a good fall season peace out don't forget namaste stone bye 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 the motherboard existence as you know it is over you will add your biological and technological distinctiveness to our own existence is futile